0: Hey everyone, welcome to today's podcast, where we're talking about, do you even want to lose weight? And I asked this question sincerely and genuinely don't get offended by it. This is a question I've asked myself a million times over the last 30 years when I've been mastered my weight, um, because you're not going to be perfect. No matter how much you want to lose weight, no matter how committed you are, you're going to make mistakes. And as soon as you make that mistake, you can use this question to re-motivate yourself. Because your desire to wanna lose weight cannot be taken for granted. A lot of people just assume because they're thinking about weight loss all the time that that means of course I wanna lose weight. Uh, But I'm here to tell you that's not the case. Most of the time, people don't even actually want to lose weight. They think about it a lot and it'd be cool if it just happened, but A, they don't wanna do the things it takes to lose weight and B, more importantly, is that there's usually some subconscious reason why they literally wanna be overweight. Um, I've talked about this before. It could be they think if they lose the weight, they're going to be more vulnerable, right? They're going to be more at risk of men's attention, men's, you know, being, being, you know, assaulted, things to that level, to not wanting the attention, to not wanting, you know, to deal with, you know, comments from other people. Uh, there, there's a million reasons why someone may not actually want to lose the weight. So you cannot take for granted. If you've been struggling to lose weight for a long period of time, you certainly cannot just assume that you want to lose weight. You know, anyways, so, um, you know, to that point, there's a big difference between wanting to lose weight and wishing you'd lose weight, you know. And, and I certainly understand you will wish you'd lose weight. You wish you'd wake up tomorrow and start doing the right things and losing weight. I know that 100%. But in terms of actually wanting it, do you really want it? Do you want to put the work in? It's probably a lot lower. And this question really clarifies that. Don't get upset if you find out, well, I guess I really. Don't want it that much. And one way to kind of recognize this is to think about the motivation scale, zero to 10. On a scale of one to 10, how um, how motivated are you to lose weight? How much do you really want to lose weight? What are your reasons? And asking this question, do I even want to lose weight, helps you to clarify that. And it helps you identify deeper reasons. Because I do believe if you really spent some time genuinely asking this question and answering it, that you will get to real reasons why you want to lose weight. And so that's a good process to get to because the reasons you have right now most likely are probably superficial. They're not enough. I mean, if you're not losing weight, they're definitely not enough. And so just accept that as a a truth and work to create stronger reasons. Work to realize, I guess I didn't really care that much about losing weight. Great. So maybe you don't want to lose weight. There's nothing wrong with that. It's This is for you to be clear, crystal clear on where your motivation is and why. Why do you want to lose weight? Why are you stuck? Again, a lot of it's your motivation level. And asking the question, do I even want to lose weight, is such a great way to clarify that. And I especially love using that question after I've made a mistake. You know, I'd ask it every single time to help refocus myself Again, I'm not going to make a mistake and then say, oh, God, why did I do that? What I'm just, no, I'll make a mistake and I'll say, wait, do I even want to lose weight? And I ask the question genuinely. I'm not just asking it rhetorically. Oh, do I even want to lose weight? Yeah, of course. You know, I'm saying, do I even want to lose weight? Yeah, I do because I want to live longer. I want to feel healthier. I want to be happier. I want to be more successful in my business. I want to be a better dad. I want to be a better husband. You know, And I'd really connect to all those reasons. And every time I asked it, I either reinforced those reasons or came up with new ones. And so this question is so important because a lot of people are just assuming that they want to lose weight and motivation is something you need to develop and cultivate and maintain. It doesn't, you can't, you know, you you can't just expect the motivation you start with is going to be the same motivation you are going to rely on a week later, a month later, a year later, things change. And so, as you keep asking this question, you clarify all the reasons why you want to do this, and you build them up. It's a very powerful question, and eventually, you get to the point where I could sit here for hours talking about all the reasons I want to be at my goal weight, and very few of them really are about how I look. What happens? I've gotten into the deep meaning of why I want to be at my goal weight, and again, a lot of it is around um, my personal development, around my my lifespan, my quality of life. They're deeper reasons. They're more intrinsic. They're more compelling. They're more visceral than just wanting to look good. Which again, it, it's a, it's you know, want to look good is its own you know motivation, but for most people, it's not enough. And so, what's really going to serve you better than just looking better is being the person who you want to be, being the parent you want to be, the partner you want to be, the son daughter you want to be, the person you want to be. And the more you clarify that, the more powerful it becomes. Okay, So I urge you to begin asking this question all the time. You can't ask it too many times. You can't ask it enough, because the more reasons you come up with for why you wanna lose weight, the more you keep validating that and reinforcing your true, deep, genuine desire to wanna lose the weight and live at your goal weight, the easier the process becomes, because the more motivation you have, the easier everything else becomes. And this question helps you develop that. So begin asking it, Often, <laughs> regularly, and answer it genuinely. And I think you're going to be amazed at how it shifts the way you approach this whole process and how much easier it can become. Okay. Um, so, if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them. I'll do my best to answer them. Uh, Quitita, when I'm losing weight and someone says you look great, it's like I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's such a weird thing, right? Um, Victor Frankl used to come up with a phrase paradoxical intention, which I love. That's kind of like the idea like, of, oh, I'm going to eat well today, and then we eat, like shit. And so um, <laughs> that's another, that's right in that ballpark, right? Where someone gives us a compliment and then we don't want to do it. And I think there's a couple things. I, I've seen this a lot in my career, and I got a couple different ideas that I'll throw out. Um, again, not knowing all the specifics of your situation, some may, may work and some may not, but let's throw them out there. So first one I see a lot of times is I'll see people that have struggled with their weight for a long time and they have had, it's typically a parent, but someone in their life who really is trying to get them to lose weight. You know, we'll talk about their weight again. I guess they're they're trying to help out, right? Especially if it's a parent, they want you to lose weight because it's, you know, for all the positive reasons. Um, But what ends up happening is sometimes we rebel against that. Okay. So we don't want to be told what to do. And so we start to rebel against someone want us to lose weight. And that can be part of that whole thing. Right. So as soon as someone says, Oh, you look great. We kind of internalize that as that we go regress, you know, back to that situation where the parent telling us to do it and kind of forcing us to do it. So that's one, one road we could take. The other road this is really important too, is that if you've been struggling with weight for a while, what you have is a psychological immune system. And this is kind of helpful and hurtful in, in two different ways. So this psychological immune system, we start to say, you know, I'm, I'm still a good person. So what? So I have the weight. I'm still a good person. I'm still attractive. I'm still, you know, able to do my job. I'm still a good person, do good things. And we start to create this belief. And I think sometimes, again, it, the good thing is it kind of protects us, you know, from, from the world's bullshit, you know, about being overweight. The bad thing is that sometimes it insulates us from the negative effects that the weight's causing us and prevents us from really achieving the weight loss goals, if that's what one of your goals is. And so embedded in that is the idea that we start to diminish when someone, you know, how we look is not related to our value. And I think if someone says the specific words of, oh, you look great, you you look aesthetically how you look, you look better now because you've lost weight. I think all of a sudden when that happens, that's going against that psychological immune system that someone's built up being overweight. They're saying, I look great. Who gives a shit if I'm overweight or not? I still look great, which you do. You you know what I mean? I like that. I love that part of the body positivity movement. I think it's right on track. I think regardless of what weight you're at, you should really work on boosting self-esteem, feeling good about yourself right now, and that your weight loss goals really... I don't like tying your weight loss goals to just wanting to look better and feeling like you have more value because now you look a certain way. I, I don't think that's good motivation, personally. I think it's fine to have it as an extra motivation, but I don't think it should be the core anyways. And so it helps you insulate you from this, but yeah, when, when all of a sudden you've been overweight for a while and you've developed this belief, well, my weight doesn't affect how I look. And then some, you lose some weight and someone says, Oh, you look great. That can trigger that response too. So again, I'm just throwing a couple different ideas out here, but here's the thing I want to get to the most important piece is What I want to suggest is that you, recognize that and so that's really great that you have awareness of someone said that and then all of a sudden you feel like oh, no, i want to quit great because again programming yourself then it's all about gaining awareness over the little things that are going on the little comments we hear that make us want to quit the little situations they have that have makes to oh, forget it and we recognize those and we, we look at them we, we analyze them and so where i would say to you now is if someone says oh i look great then this is a pattern you have when someone says i look great then i want to quit now I want you to go into that and say, is that how you want to respond? You know, because it's just a subconscious response. You didn't choose to have that. It doesn't even necessarily make sense to you, right? You're like, what the hell's going on here? Who knows? Your subconscious mind is not logical. It's it's just associative. It's very Pavlovian, it just links things together. So again, whatever who knows why that response happens in you. But the important point now is you asking the question, is this the response I want? And is this automatic response that I have Am I going to let this dictate my weight? Am I going to allow myself to just quit now because someone said I look great and I had a negative response to it? And again, that's up for you to decide, you know, like you always have a choice. Now, if you choose and say, no, I don't, that's not, I'm going to let that stop me. I I don't like hearing that. And that kind of triggers me in a negative way, but I'm going to let it go. People can think whatever they want. Now you're coming up with strategies. How do you want to deal with that? I don't give a shit. People can say whatever they want. I'm doing this for me and I'm going to stay on this path and get great results. You see, but it's working through these subconscious associations we have that really is the path to mastering your weight because there's a bunch of weird shit like that. It doesn't necessarily make any sense right? Why would it be that someone says, oh, you look great. Well, you think, right? Most people go, like, oh, then you'd be motivated and inspired to keep going. But that's not how your subconscious mind works, which is why it's so important to understand how your subconscious mind works if you want to lose weight. Because a lot of the things preventing you from reaching your goal are not logical. Your subconscious mind is not logical. Your, ra- your conscious mind is logical and rational. Your subconscious mind just associates things together. And so it has weird associations that are you know, sabotaging you. And it's about recognizing those. And again, working through them. I think that that's to me, the process of mastering your weight is literally that that's the foundational piece that you have to get through the tactics and things you do on the surface are really secondary to this deeper subconscious weird shit you got going on for no logical reason. So anyways, I hope that helps out. I hope that helps you out. Okay. Yeah. Christine says the same thing. Yeah. I understand that. Yep. It's a big thing. Um, Oh yeah, what do I think about the medicine? Um, you know, it's here's my thing, and I'll just talk in general, right? So I don't know how long y'all have been alive for, but in your lifetime, how many quick fixes to weight loss have ended up panning out and being great solutions? You tell me, just just name them. Just give me give me which which one, which medicine, which surgery, which diet, which approach to weight loss that's a quick fix and easy and just one thing, like just a medicine, take it and your weight comes off. You tell me in your lifetime, which one's worked out, which one has lived up to the hype? Let me know. I'd love to know. And that'll kind of lead me into talking about it more perhaps. But I want you to tell me in your lifetime, what medicine, what promised quick weight loss fix has worked well. And uh, then I'll I'll go into more answering that more. Ah, Michigan. What's up? What's up? Oh, uh, thanks, Petita. i glad. I hope that helps you out. I hope that helps you out. Went from 253 to 185. Still classified as overweight and BMI, but people say I look healthy thin. Hey, listen, the BMI thing. Understand this: that you know, when you're talking normal, normal, overweight range of BMI, it, that's all a preference, okay? Because you can be just as healthy in the overweight range as someone in the normal range, okay? So understand that. Um, once you get into the obese range, then it starts to change. You know, then then there's a lot of correlations with all sorts of you know physical issues and health issues but in the overweight range and the normal range health is really more dependent on what you're eating your lifestyle things like that and so it just becomes a preference and again remember you always get to choose which goal weight you want to live at that's your choice and so if you feel good in the overweight range you're, you're fine okay you're totally fine it's really just a preference of how you want to look and, and that's that um but yeah you're just as healthy yeah so it says none yeah none they all fail eventually right? None, none. Yeah. There's no, there's never been a quick fix that's worked. So, you know, like I I am going to put a whole, um, I'll put a whole, I'm going to, I've been researching this new one, right? The Ozempics and the the Lagovi and I will do, I'm going to do a video on it. But in the meantime, (laughs) you know, what are the downsides of it? I don't know. You know, it's like, I get pretty triggered with the medicines because in my mind, there's three key factors Three key players in the obesity conspiracy. I call it an obesity conspiracy because I think it's very intentional um, by these three big players. The first one's the food industry. Obviously, we know how that is. Um, the second one's the diets. And the diets, most of the main diets are owned by the big food companies. So they're just putting out some bullshit methods that they make money off of you coming and going. you know. And so the dieting philosophy clearly doesn't work, right? We've been inundated with diet culture for 50 years and we're, obesity rates are just constantly going up. Um, and, but the last one is the medical establishment and I like medicine. I love doctors. I love, I love all this stuff, but we can't ignore the fact that it's a industry built around treating the symptom, not finding the cure. And so, you know, I think they are a prime f- player in the idea that like, you know, a lot of people just consider type two diabetes is just like, that's just, it's getting older. You're just getting older. And I think you go to the doctors, a hundred pounds overweight. And what are you going to hear? No, you should lose some weight. That's it. You know, what you might hear is, oh, maybe you want to go on this medicine. You know what I mean? They don't, they never give you a cure as far as I can tell. And so when I see all the doctors tell me about all these really, you know, um, exciting studies, you know, on the, uh, on those drugs there, uh, I don't believe them. And I don't believe any pill, you know, just because a pill knocks out your, your appetite, you know, it's a new drug. You know, do you want to be the guinea pig who uses that? Now they talk about thyroid tumors, potentially. Now, you know, I look at the numbers and that's probably not too much of a risk. Um, They talk about advanced facial aging. You know, I don't know how much of a risk that is. But the point of it being that there was a medicine made to stimulate a person who's insulin resistant, their pancreas, to produce more insulin. It's an intense medicine. And it also impacts, you know, certain cells in your brain that basically cause you to be trigger your appetite. And so, you know, one of the other things about it is people get malnourished because they just stop eating. So That might sound like a dream to you, you know? Um, the fact that it might be $2,000 a month, you know, without insurance, a lot of insurance don't cover it. You know, if that's if the that's path you're gonna go down, that's the path you're gonna go down. You know, nothing I could say is gonna talk you out of that. But I'm a person who wants to find the cure. And I don't think any real cure to your weight and your health Again, programming yourself is really not a weight loss program either. It's a personal development program. It's about becoming the person you want to be. And one part of that is having the weight and the health that you want. And so it's a much more holistic approach. I don't know how you can just take one medicine and it's going to transform you. How you're going to follow one diet and it's going to transform you. How you're going to have a weight loss surgery and it's going to transform you. Because the surgery sounded like, how, what could be better than that, right? Just shrink your stomach to this size. How could that ever fail? did. It did. You know, lots of people just eat themselves back right to being overweight. They have to eat differently, right? So instead of just sitting down and binging all at once, they got to space it all out and just eat all day long. But the point of it being that in my world, right, there's a kind of a weight mastery pyramid. The bottom level's mindset, the next level's lifestyle, and the top level's eating behaviors. And so, um, you know, I, I, I certainly the medicines aren't going to, you know, give you a, what my program and approach would give you because this approach is... Really about taking control of it, you know? And people always say that with the medicine. Oh, it kills the food noise. Yeah, well, is, it, is this the first time? Oh, the fucking word food noise? Like, oh, that's the new phrase. That's the new phrase. Oh, it kills the food noise. Yeah, well, I've been dealing with food noise for 30 years. <laughs> what do you think food noise is? It's your fucking brain. I gotta I get all mad here, because. <clears throat> I hate quick fixes. You know, that's the whole weight loss industry. It's everyone just chasing a quick fix. They spend their whole lives chasing quick fixes and never get anywhere. You know, how long have you all been thinking about weight loss for and trying to lose weight with diets and, and the, the conventional wisdoms, right? Most likely you spend 10, 20, 30, 40 years. And if you're honest with yourself, you'd say, I don't actually know any more about how to lose weight now than I did before I started my first diet. You're sitting here, no idea. Now medicine comes out and you see the, the, the people on on TikTok making me the craziest with how many days, they're in, how much weight they're losing. You know, I'm not saying there's not a place for that, okay? But, you know, if, if you're obese, if you're morbidly obese, I'd say it's probably smart to do that, you know, because you're a huge risk factor for a bunch of things. Um, but if you're, you know, in the overweight range, slight obese range, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't put my money in that. It just never pans out. Is this the one thing? All of a sudden, that it is going to be the miracle thing. Take take a chance, you know. <laughs> Anyways, um, but enough of that. Um, there are a lifetime of taking meds to stay thin. Yeah, that too. Yeah, it's a lifetime thing, you know. I listen. I'll be here. You come check me out in a couple years when they you know find out that it's really bad for you and they stop you know prescribing it. Uh, I'll be here. You know what I mean? We'll be on to the next thing, but I'll still be here, you know, talking my shit <laughs> about programming yourself then and mastering your, your mindset, your lifestyle and your eating. I'll still be here saying the same shit. Um, Cause I've been doing the exact same thing personally for 30 years, the same thing professionally for 20 years. Uh, and so, you know, Jim, what would you say is normal amount of hunger when losing weight? <clears throat> that's a good question. And I think that's something you got to kind of figure out for yourself But I think it's a very important thing to figure out, too, because I was just talking this today that with a client that I think like when you're following a plan, I think it's very important in your mind, be tracking and aware of your hunger, because if you're following a plan where you're really hungry all the time, I think, a it's not going to last long. Right. But B, it's a shitty quality of life. You know, like that's not really where you want to be. So I think that, again, everyone has to figure out them, for themselves this, but I always felt comfortable. Let's just say I'll, we use the hunger scale in PYT. So, so, you know, one to zero to 10, zero is starving. 10 is absolutely stuffed. And where do you want to be on the hunger scale? And I like to be, I'm like at a three, four most of the time, you know, that's where I'm at. Um, so, I mean, I don't really feel hungry now most of the time, but when I was losing weight, I wanted to feel a little hungry. Because I, I I would tell myself, feeling a little hungry, I knew I ate enough. And I want to start off all oh, my, my eating disorder people. This doesn't work if you're it doesn't work with that mindset. Because if you haven't eaten enough, this won't work. And so if you look at it, you know, especially like as the nighttime comes, which is a challenge for people. If you look at your day and you said I've eaten enough food, I know I'm I'm good. I've eaten enough calories um and enough nutrients in my body. Then when I feel that, that slighter level of hunger, what I would tell myself is that feeling of hunger is literally the feeling of weight loss. That, that's my body, you know, consuming the excess fat and slimming me down. So that was helpful. Um, but it, it's, it's something you gotta kind of figure out for yourself. So I like to be, just to, to kind of <clears throat> conceptualize it, zero to 10, zero being absolutely starving, 10 being absolutely stuffed. I like to be like a three, four most of the day. I, I like to kind of hover in that space. You know, and then you figure out where you want to be. A lot of people, what they try and do is they try and stay like a one two. And then what ends up happening is they can do that for a little bit and then their body takes over and then they just, you don't want to do that, you know? So again, you want to recognize what level of hunger is comfortable you can live with and what level of hunger does not trigger binging and overeating. So I I hope that helps. Shay, I eat very healthy. I had a family member ask why I'm still heavy, BMI 28. Could it be stress-related? Um, yeah, Shay, I mean, it could be stress-related, but what it probably comes down is don't mistake healthy for calories, okay? So th- what what you're kind of presenting with, in a sense, is is something that would almost, you want to learn about the licensing effect? Probably, I'm saying probably. You understand you're, you're giving me a comment on TikTok and I'm, I'm trying to answer it with limited information. But typically when I get someone coming to me with that sort of statement, usually what happens is it means that they're eating healthy and that's been something new for them they're eating healthy they're proud of themselves it's a big big accomplishment but what's happening is the licensing effect is when we do something good moral or virtuous we kind of follow it up with doing something less more good moral and virtuous and it's a cognitive bias you you like can't stop it it's just the way the human brain works so there's only recognizing it and kind of strategizing against it and so sometimes like, this happens to intermittent fasters, this happens to wor- people working out, is like they, they work out and they get themselves to do it. So it took a lot of energy to do it. And now they're like, wow, look at me, I worked out. I probably burned like 800 calories. I deserve to have, I can have this muffin now. It's only 200 calories, you know? And when in reality, what's typically going on is that, you know, you burn 200 calories and the muffin was 500 calories. <laughs> so like literally watch out for that. that. That licensing effect, it literally changes the way we see the world is what I'm saying. It's, it's a cognitive bias, it's deep and so what i would suggest is that you start tracking your calories for a week or so i don't like tracking calories but i like using it as a calibration tool because there's nothing worse than feeling like what the hell i just made this huge shift in my eating i'm doing everything right and i'm not losing weight which leads to the belief no matter what i do i can't lose the weight that is very rarely the case what's way more likely and what's way more common is that you've made all this shift to starting healthier but you're also consuming more calories than you realize. And you're thinking, because it's healthier, it's lower calories. It's probably you're consuming more calories than you need to to obviously lose the weight that you want to lose. So I would track calories for a week just to see. And you might be pretty enlightened to realize, holy shit, that's healthy, but oh my God, look at the calories in that. Okay? and so, But but remember this too, that if you could change your eating and make it healthier, you can absolutely change it to reduce the calories as well. Okay, so great job making that first level change and now keep tweaking it. Again, let me just take a quick moment to talk about the difference between weight loss and weight mastery is exactly, it's really useful in this situation too. Because again, weight loss, we think of it as like a sprint. We think of it as a timed thing. I'm going to eat healthy so I can lose weight. And we do like one thing, it works or it doesn't work. And then if it works, great. If it doesn't work, I don't know. I tried, it didn't work. Nothing works, you know? And when we get on weight mastery, we realize I'm going to live at my goal weight forever. And there's phases you go through to accomplish that. And the first phase might be I switched my eating from being more processed and less healthy to being more healthy. That was the first thing I did. That made me get more energy, more relaxed, I've better nourish my body, blah, blah, blah. Then I realized I was eating too many calories that was even healthy. So I began to reduce those calories strategically and then I started losing the weight. You know what I mean? So it's a path you keep walking. No one approaches weight loss like this. It's one of the biggest mistakes you make. You know, you have to approach, like I play guitar and um, <clears throat> I do yoga things that are i'll be getting better at for the rest of my life it's, it's a lifelong path and that's how you need to approach your weight because how long you want to keep the weight off for right forever so you want to do this forever so stop giving yourself just a little bit of time and realize that it's phases you go through just like anything that you get good at you know what i mean you start it and you keep getting better and you just keep evolving um but then the stress yeah it can absolutely be stress related but the stress yes there's physical effects cortisol you know different effects that, that go on when you're stressed but usually the stress more more impacts your weight because when you're stressed, you overeat, you don't realize how much you're eating. So I would definitely um, work on the stress too because that makes it way easier to eat right. Um, Zoe says, I crave sugar so, so much. Um, yeah, that's tough. But remember, I mean, sugar lights up the same parts of your brain that uh, cocaine does. Which is to say that, that sugar is very, very addictive. You know, And so the first step is to start cutting it down a bit. That'll lower the cravings of hair um, replace it with other foods that are just more natural and, um, watch a sugar documentary. You know, that's a programming technique. Go watch what sugar does to your body. Take 10 minutes and go watch a YouTube video about what sugar does to your body. Go look up how it's created. Um, look at the ingredients of the food you're eating your sugar in. You know, these things will help change the way you think about them a bit. Do you think cutting carbs completely works or limit it to one, two days a week carb cycling? Um, so, I mean, are you talking like refined carbs, like bread and, and stuff like that? Or are you talking about like vegetables, like strict keto? Um, because if you're talking about refined carbs, I'm going to talk about this in a, in a different way. Um, bread. Okay, yeah, bread. So, so I'll, I'll share my philosophy. Take it or leave it. So, in Program Yourself Then, one of the core kind of eating structures we use is the structure you're eating and we follow a 5-2 model, right? What that means is five days of clean eating, two days of pleasure eating. And so, again, you can kind of put your own definitions of what those mean for you, but for me, that's exactly what it means. Like, I don't really, I don't eat carbs, refined carbs during the week much, okay? Um, but on the weekend, I do. I'll eat pasta, I'll eat bread, you know, that there. But during the week, I really don't eat much of that. Don't eat much refined carbs at all. And so that really works well for me. So I don't think of it as carb cycling, but I guess technically it could be. Um, And so the reason I say if it's carb cycling, whatever, but um, I think of it more psychologically because having those two days of pleasure eating, being able to look forward to those makes it way easier to get through the five days of clean eating. And when I try and get rid of the two days of pleasure eating, it's really hard for me to stay on track. So having those two days to look forward to is really helpful to me. And so I I like that way of looking at it. So I don't know if that that answer your question or helps you, but um, that's kind of how I think about it. Do you think we are all mentally strong to lose weight? Sorry, I didn't hear what you said. Um, Do you think we are all mentally strong to lose weight? I do, but I don't think it's strong in the way you're thinking about it because pretty much the way you think about weight loss is you think about willpower. Like most people have one tool at their disposal, willpower, right? Because think about it, like, the way I like summarize every single weight loss plan out there. And when I say every single one, I mean every single one, you know, sort of like medicine or surgery, but any sort of like plan, right. If we could break it down into, put it in one bucket so you can see it for what it is and why it's not going to work. It basically is, it's telling you what to do. It's giving you the meal planner. It's giving you the philosophy. It's giving you the workout program here. You go do this, follow this. All right. See you later. Right. And then it's up to you to follow it you got to get yourself to follow it. So what do you use? Willpower, right? You just try and force yourself to eat that way. Do that now. And it's like, that to me is the core of the problem. And it gets to the heart of why most people can't lose weight. It's it's not that they don't know what to do. I've rarely met a person who doesn't have a pretty good idea what they should and shouldn't eat to lose weight. The problem is 100% of the time that they can't get themselves to eat that way consistently. And that's because you never learn about your mindset so i don't think so again when you say like are we mentally strong i know that's code for willpower you know do, do the people have willpower to change and so with program yourself then we're not using willpower to change we're using willpower to reprogram our subconscious mind so that we naturally and automatically do the things that keep you at your goal weight because your brain is not designed to consciously make every single food decision consciously your brain, you are designed to do most things on autopilot, right? Think about it. You learned how to write. That was a pain in the ass. You kept practicing, practicing. Now you can just write without even thinking about it, right? Learn how to drive a car. Learn how to read. Learn how to use a computer mouse. Literally. I mean, there's just hundreds and hundreds, maybe thousands of behaviors you've learned. And now what? You can just do them. You don't have to consciously think about them. Like, remember when you first learned how to write, like how hard that was? You're not consciously writing, You're thinking of the words, but you're not consciously, okay, now I have to loop and now I'm going to do this. You know what I mean? That slow process of talking yourself, that's conscious mind, all right? And the subconscious mind is the really powerful part of your mind. Anatomically, your conscious mind in the front, your prefrontal cortex is about 10% of your brain and the rest of your brain is 90% of it. And it runs all your habitual thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. And your eating's part of that. And so your eating's on autopilot, right? Because think about it. Think about times you've gone on a diet to lose weight. And you say, okay, I want to lose weight, no more sugar. Okay, great. But what happens halfway through the day? You want sugar, right? So it's like consciously, you do not want sugar. You know you don't shouldn't have it. You know why you shouldn't have it. You want the goal that comes with not eating it. But so what's compelling you to eat it? Well, it's your subconscious mind. It's been programmed to do it. And it knows, oh, usually at two o'clock, we go get a candy bar. Okay. Well, just because you decided to go on a diet, your subconscious mind still has that association. Two o'clock, candy bar. You know what I mean? That's just one example of this. But so... What you what a lot of people are saying is like, okay, two o'clock candy bar, I need to have the willpower to fight against that. That's the diet mindset. The program yourself in mindset is saying, okay, two o'clock, I associated having a candy bar. Let's change up that association. And instead of having a candy bar, maybe we'll go for a walk. Maybe we'll have a piece of fruit. Maybe we'll have a glass of water. Who knows? You know, I mean, there's a million strategies. It's up to you to pick which one resonates best with you. But it's about programming in that new association so that now all of a sudden, two o'clock comes and you just go and grab your apple and you go for a walk and you eat it. You come back, and now you don't have to think about it anymore. I hope that makes sense. Does it not make sense? I mean, sometimes I live in bizarre world, you know, because I'm like, I know the whole world's operating in a diet mindset, you know, and um, it's like it bums me out. That's why I do this. I do this stuff all for free. I have a coaching program too. You know, I mean, I get paid for this, you know, as well, but. I also do it for free. It's a mission for me. Now it's a Robin hood model. You know, I made a commitment. Um, where I said like, this is what I want to do. I was give all this stuff out for free and I'm making new stuff. So by the way, if, if you're on here, um, go, uh, click on my bio and click that link, uh, and get, get the free hypnosis session. And as soon as you sign up for that, it takes a couple minutes to send it to you. I bring you to a training, three steps to master your weight. Watch that. And then I email you every day, like positive and coaching and supportive messages um, to help help you understand this process, this methodology, which this methodology was really created by studying people who had successfully lost weight and kept it off. So that's a core, neurolinguistic programming, which is basically the core of what I do. Um, I also use hypnosis and a lot of coaching and other stuff, but NLP is the 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 main part of it. But that whole that neurolinguistic program is the science of modeling. You find somebody who's getting the results you want, and then you um, learn how they did it. You know, n- not just what they did on the outside, but the deeper stuff. How do they think about things? How they see the world? Like how, what associations do they have? All that stuff. And so, uh, you know, anyways, you should sign up for that. <laughs> and I got a whole bunch of cool stuff. Uh, I kind of like, out of the last six months, I've been really busy w- with a lot of new things. And so things are kind of calming down a little bit. So um, yeah, I give you more free stuff away. So again, you, you should join my program if you-, if you got a little bit of cash. Um, you can invest it. It'll be the best investment you ever made. Um, but even if you don't, I'm still here to help you. This is a mission to me. I, I really, to me, the weight loss, your weight is life and death. You know, it isn't just like, oh, I want to look good in a bathing suit at the beach. I want you to live longer. I, I want you to have a good quality of life while you're here. I want you to be free of the fucking weight. Like, it bum, nothing bums me out more. Well, the most bum me out thing is when people die earlier than they had to. You know, that's my starting point. If you don't know, is my dad died at 54 of a heart attack. So to me, he was obese and he lived on a healthy lifestyle. So to me, like that's the core of it all. But then beyond that, I want you to live a a great life, a high quality life where you don't have to think about food and your weight all day long. I want you to live your life and and be the best person you can be. You know, so it's a mission for me. So I help you out even if you're, even if you don't invest in the program. It really does. Never thought about it that way. Yeah i'm cutting sugar out of my coffee routine starting tomorrow yeah great but remember shay as well i'm just going to put this out the three r's of weight loss reduce replace remove most people with the diet mentality just want to remove because why because it's the fastest results but it's also the hardest and so great remove when you want to remove but also understand that if for whatever reason it doesn't really work for you remember there's two other ones you can replace and reduce and those are valuable too once you get rid of the time you you've All dieters put themselves under such extreme pressure because you think in such a short time frame. You think in days, weeks, and it makes everything so much more stressful than it needs to be. Once you extend that time frame, you should, at the minimum, you should be thinking about your weight loss should be a year. Oh, gasp. It's going to take me a year. Well, where the fuck were you last year at your weight? How much weight you lost this year? How much weight you lost last five years? You know what I mean? Like your, your fixation on the short term is making you so impatient that it's keeping you stuck perpetually. Is that not true? <laughs> you know, you got to extend that time frame. It changes everything. It makes it easier. And it starts to make it more like real. What are you trying to do? It's not your fault. I don't blame you for this. This is just a result of nonstop dieting marketing your entire life. You know, where you think about weight loss, all screwed up and screwy. Um, but good luck with that Shay. But remember also, if it doesn't cut out completely, it's okay. You can reduce or replace just again with dieting, right? You're always trying to be hundred percent perfect on day one, right? Day one comes and you're going to be hundred percent perfect with your reading, your workout, whatever you're going to do with program yourself. Then we're not doing that. We're looking to be 1% better than we were yesterday. Tomorrow we want to be 1% better than that. And it's that attitude because that's sustainable. And by the end of the year, you're not 365% better. You're exponentially better because each percent improves on the percentages before that. You know, and it's maintainable and systematic and it feels right. So I hope that makes sense. You know what? I say that. Um, oh, okay. Chase, this is my second day on this live. Glad to have been brought here by the algorithm. <laughs> yeah, I am too. I'm glad you're here. Cause I love, to, I do these all the time. I do them pretty much every day during the week. Um, which reminds me, so you can, this is actually, I, I record these lives and I put them out as a podcast. So you can go to whatever podcast service you use and uh, search for Program Yourself Then. And these are uploaded every day. Um, they're on YouTube. That's my Jim Katsulis account. But you'll see I do videos and, and things there. Um, obviously, my TikTok account. And, uh, and my Instagram, too. But, yeah, you can see me there. The more the more you get me in your life, the more benefit you'll get out of it, you know? Even if you don't join my program. But, but again, you, you ought to think about joining the program for a lot of reasons. Why your program so bad? Because I feel like it's actually worked for my mind wiring, but I can't afford 1K. Um, No, I get that, Lindsay. Uh, I will tell you, there is a new... I just did this uh, maybe two weeks ago. I had released this program, this version of it, in January. And I'd only released it with coaching because I wanted to make sure it was all working well. And then I tested some people out with it without the coaching, and they got great results. So I feel good now that this program is so solid and is structured in a way that even if you don't get the coaching, you still get good results. I want you to get the coaching because the coaching is, is really, really valuable. But um, I do now offer it without the coaching because I, I understand financial realities for people. Um, so if you go to com, you can get the entire program um, for it's 300 bucks. And so that, that hopefully that's more affordable. And there's a payment plan there as well. Um, but so what is my program? Just real quick, just so you can see, like, because you won't even know if I said, like, if I had you sit down and say, write out a comprehensive weight loss program, like, And this isn't a a comment on you. It's just, it's the world we live in. You wouldn't come up with anything like I'm going to tell you, which is kind of the problem. Because what every diet basically is telling you is what to eat, right? But no one ever tells you how to get yourself to do it. So how would you get yourself to do it? How would you change your mindset into that of a thin person? How would you train yourself to think like a thin person? How would you come up with a strategy, to live like a thin person for the rest of your life right now i don't even know what's going on in your mind but i'm going to just share with you just quick overview of program yourself then just to prove a point that i believe this is the most comprehensive weight mastery program on the planet but it starts off with there the core of the program is a two-minute self-hypnotic programming technique where you program your own mind you have got to learn how to influence your own subconscious mind. You are your own best or worst hypnotist because you're up in your head, talking to yourself all day long. Okay. And so it's very simple to do. You just never learned how to do it. So there's two minute techniques one you use at night and it's really two techniques is the redo technique and the rehearsal technique. So this is what I say, like you can make mistakes. It ain't the end of the world. Imagine losing weight, being able to make mistakes. Oh, right? cause you're not going to be perfect. You know, this idea that, oh, because tomorrow's Monday, now you're going to follow your keto plan perfectly? Why? Why would you follow it perfectly tomorrow if you haven't followed it perfectly the last 20 times you tried it? You know, it's it's just weird. Um, So so the two-minute technique is the cornerstone of it. But as soon as you start the program, I deliver it through the phone. Because I know the hardest part of change is remembering to change. And so I know you're going to look at your phone tomorrow morning. And so when you look at it, you're going to message from me. You click on it, and there's a five-minute hypnosis session. That's what you start your day with. Every day for eight weeks, I give you a different five-minute hypnosis session with a weight loss mantra in it. This starts to develop your ability to think like a thin person because each of these mantras are very practical and relevant sayings and strategies to think live and eat like a thin person and i reinforce in a very comfortable way and start your day off relaxed calm and internally oriented to where you're at then you just go about your day now naturally you start to make healthier choices because of this then at night you get home you get another message hey remember to do your program yourself thin technique for a minute or two and if you want to listen to another session sleep sleepnosis session it's a 10 minute session and you get one of these each week for the eight weeks and each one has a core weight loss mantra. And again, helping you think like a thin person. So you're bookending your day, calm, relaxed, hearing this positive messaging coming into your mind. Then there's the weight mastery blueprints, right? So there's literally, there's three pillars of weight mastery and I make a pyramid shape. Your mindset, your lifestyle, your eating. And what you need to do is you need to customize these blueprints to yourself. So they're fill in the blank blueprints mindset, lifestyle, eating. So that you create a plan that works for you. Again, with most diets, it's like someone trying to fit a square peg into a round hole. You know, you're following these diets, they don't know you, you never met them. And you're gonna just eat what they tell you, it's weird. You need to customize how you're gonna eat and live to your genetics, your preferences, your lifestyle. And so once you have that, guess what? It's a lot easier to follow it. And you can always tweak and optimize, you move down the path. And then, um, again, if you get coaching, again, we have coaching calls every Tuesday and Thursday, which are, you know, I'm not saying this to brag. I'm just trying to prove a point here that this is one of the best deals ever right now. And it won't be around long because I've just been tweaking a lot. So I'm going to start advertising and then the price will all go up anyways. But it costs $25,000 to work with me privately one-on-one to take you through the program. And so, again, $1,000 sounds like a lot, I guess. Although that's funny, too, because Ozempic's $2,000 a month. And you know you you know what I mean? Like it's like people don't give a shit. You know they will like, sell their car so they can take that stuff. <laughs> it's like you know that's part of the problem. In this culture is we've been minim- we've been programmed to devalue and minimize the value of our health, right? It's I don't know if you realize that, but so anyways, so yeah, that, that that's a program. There's a hypnosis library. There's a bunch of stuff. There's just trainings out the wazoo. So you know it, it's the most complete program out there for really transforming the way you think live and eat into that of a thin person and it's not just me doing it to you it's also you learning how to do it and customizing it to what works best for you but anyways um, um, um so i think i'm in a numb state right now like autopilot kind of let it be i don't care how to stop this what if i gain weight i don't care but deep down i know i care but i can't stop yeah Zoes, i i you're not alone that's what it, most people don't want to lose weight. They're, most people are in that same numb state. you've just habituated to just being overweight and unhappy about it, and you spend all your time kind of thinking about losing weight, but you don't really spend your time systematically and strategically mastering your weight. you know I mean, think about it you just you take these wild swings, <laughs> you know what I mean like these oh tomorrow that's it I'm, no more sugar, no more carbs. I'm not gonna eat for 16 hours. Uh, you know what I mean? Like these these wild swings at like trying to change everything all at once. It's so not strategic. It's just you're just, you're just winging it. You know, so hoping for the best. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right? I mean, is that not true? What's struck You know what I mean? Ugh, It makes me crazy. But uh yeah, so you're in that. So again, which just brings me to the point. I mean, the first part of the program, when I say mindset, the very first part. There's six categories in the mindset piece. And so the first one is motivation because very few people are motivated to lose weight. You're you're watching this. You've been overweight for a while. It's because you are not motivated. You wish you'd lose weight, but you don't really want to. Don't get upset with me. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just pointing something out. Don't get upset about it. Realize it and then work on getting yourself actually motivated. It makes the whole process way easier. Your motivation is the engine that drives the the whole process. Oh, I want to wear a bathing suit. Yeah, I mean, it's summers have you said that. Maybe that's not enough motivation. Oh, I want to wear a size blah, blah. Oh yeah, how long have you been saying that? 30 years. Maybe that's not enough motivation. Do you ever think that? Do you ever think that if the thing you keep thinking about that you think is so motivating but never actually causes you to do anything maybe isn't enough motivation? Is that possible? You know, people don't think that. You know, they, instead they think, oh, there's something wrong with me. I no willpower. Uh, no matter what I do, I can't lose weight. That's not true. It's not true, you know, it's, it's all about how you're thinking. But the first step is always motivation. That's what I started I this whole call with. Do, do I even want to lose weight? I've asked myself that question a million times because I need to reinforce it. Because we live in a culture when 75% of the population is overweight or obese. And that's not like it's always been that way. You know, this is a 50 year, you know, line like this of, of increase in obesity and type two diabetes. It's not the normal natural. it's not just our genetics. There's more going on. Yes, it's the food we're eating, but more importantly than anything, it's this right here, our mindset, how we think about things. And so I'm here to tell you that you have to find your motivation. You have to understand motivation. You don't even, you know, in my program, the motivation piece is, I call it the motivation matrix. There's two levels to it. First level is how to use pain and pleasure. Second level is how to use intrinsic, extrinsic motivation. It's the literal science of motivation. You probably never heard of it. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's not that you you can't lose. I've done everything. You haven't done everything. Stop that noise. (laughs) You know what I mean? You haven't done everything. Until you've really like done a mindset approach, you haven't done everything. Well, you've done every diet with the same brain? Well, no shit, you get the same results, you know? And so, I don't know. I don't want to sound aggressive here. But but Zoys, I get it. But but that's the thing. You got to recognize that's your, everyone has like, there's, you got to think about the path of weight mastery. It's a path. And there's like different challenges you have to get through to get past them to the next level, okay? And the first path for everyone is your motivation. Your motivation is not great. I'm telling you, I don't know you. I'm telling you, your motivation is not great. If you have not lost any weight in the last two months and you want to, it's because your motivation isn't in the right spot. Almost guaranteed. Motivation before the strategies and the tactics anyways so yeah you gotta sit down and get really motivated or 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 just don't you know or just be like who cares i don't care i don't care what my weight is you know but at least get off the fence with it all um fact slow and steady wins the race yeah ollie of course right of course i think i can adjust to the change it's an easy fix calories i don't need to be happy yeah great shay that's great that's great um that's your idea now and then test it out tomorrow and also understand that a couple days of changing it just feels weird you know, and that's fine. You know, you can get through those. So realize that'll, that'll go after a couple of days. Um, I'm having a huge problem. I eat healthy, exercise, but gaining weight. I'm 61. Is it menopause? Help. Um, I mean, eating healthy, again, I'm telling you, I just said this a few minutes ago, but eating healthy a lot of times distracts our brain from recognizing how many calories we're consuming. And that, that's, again, I'm not saying that's the problem with you, but that's the problem like most of the time with clients I've worked with is they're just eating more than they realize because the healthy eating is kind of blinding them or making them less aware of how much they're eating. So I would suggest tracking your calories for a week and make sure you're eating the same. Sometimes when people track their calories, they start cleaning up their eating. So try and be as true to what you typically eat. Track the calories for a week and just see where you're at. That's the first place I'd start um it's not menopause menopause can definitely make it more challenging it's a new thing but usually i always say this to people menopause usually reveals an unhealthy lifestyle what do i mean by a healthy lifestyle um in program yourself then we help you implement eight key uh lifestyle habits eight um in 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 order of importance in my mind proper sleep proper hydration relaxation breathing nourishment movement meditation gratitude And I show you how to implement those in a very easy, practical way and how to develop those. Um, But a lot of times if you really focus in on those, you know, they'll more than make up for the menopause effects, you know. But but menopause is not, it may make it a little harder, but it does not prevent weight loss. Lindsay says, thank you. Great. I'm glad you enjoyed that answer. Um, Me too. I'm 58 and the scale won't budge and my clothes are still snug. Again, pay attention to what you're doing, you know, don't take this the wrong way, but most of our reading is done on autopilot. And so we're not as aware as we think we are. I mean, that's the, the number one thing I'll tell you from doing after 5,000 private weight loss sessions I've done over the last 20 years. And the one thing I will tell you, and I work with very, very smart people, very smart, successful people, and they are very unaware of what they're eating. I, I can't make it any clearer than that. The first step that precedes change is awareness. You need to become more aware of what you're reading, what you're thinking, how you're living. You know, and don't think you're already aware of it. I promise you, you're not. That's all. i will just gonna kind of leave it like that. Take it or leave it. But I promise you're not as aware as you think you are. Um, if the 1K were payment plan optional, I'd be on it. I promise. Um, Lindsay, shoot me a message. Email me at gymappprogramyourselfton.com or message me through TikTok. And uh, let's talk. Let's see if we can work something out. I'm going for the program for sure. Payment plan is all I needed. Oh, thanks. Great. Um, and if you want to, if you want a payment plan on the 1K, I'll, I'll work with you on that one. I really want to get you in the coaching. Um, you know, if that fits. Again, listen, I, I understand financial realities. I, I've been broke. I, I know what it's like. Um, so I'm sensitive to that. So why do I charge so much? People say, well, I mean, first of all, the coaching, it's just my time. It's just how it is. Um, the program's there now at, at a very reasonable price, in my opinion. Um, and you know, here's the thing, it, and I don't mean, this sounds like marketing bullshit, but it really is an opportunity to invest at yourself at a higher level. We live in a world where money talks, bullshit walks. Let's be honest. And when you invest some money into things, you, you show up more, you take it more serious. It sends a signal to your subconscious mind. This is serious, you know? So I do that because that does some of the heavy lifting of actually getting you the results you want. So anyways, but Lindsay, yeah, shoot me a message. And if, if you want the coaching, um, we can work that. Yeah, the mental part is the one key portion I can never Yeah, the mental part is the mental part. You know, it is, um, it, it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard, the mental part. The main reason is this, okay, is that you're just missing a lot of stuff. So I'll give you an example of what I mean um, is if you close one eye and look at your nose, you see it. Close the other eye, look at your nose, you see it. Open both eyes, it disappears, okay? So there's a natural kind of bias we have where we just miss some of the most obvious challenges and solutions that are right in front of us. So I can tell you as a coach, um, th- that's one of the most amazing things that again, these very, very smart, successful people miss the most obvious shit ever. You, like, you wouldn't believe it. I remember one lady, she always will. I'll remember her forever because she's get very smart and successful. And she gets on the first coaching call and she's like, well, I'm here. She goes, I, I got to be honest, I don't really know what this is going to do for me because I'm pretty much kind of doing everything right. And just n- nothing's working, you know, no matter what I do, nothing really works. And so we had a conversation, you know, and the next week she gets on, and she goes, yeah, Jim, actually, it turns out that I snack every night between 8 and 10, like three or four times. Yeah, I get up and go over to the fridge and eat something. I do that three or four times between 8 and 10 almost every night. Right. So you know what I'm saying? Like, again, I know you believe you're not doing this, but I'm telling you this is – it's person after person after person after – it's everyone is missing giant stuff, you know? So anyways, if you get the chance to work with someone – um, I would say take it. Cause they can just, just the fact that it's a different perspective, you know, this, like when you're talking to a friend about something and they're talking about the thing they're struggling with, like it's so obvious to all the answers. Well, cause you're not emotionally invested in it. You're not p- perspectively wise, blind to certain things. And so when you work with a coach is really like, and again, me, I've done over 5,000 private weight loss, There ain't too many of me around, <laughs> you know? So to get to work with me for eight weeks for a thousand bucks, um, again, I know for some people that's, that's a tremendous amount of money, and I've been there. I understand that. Um, but for you know, for a lot of people, that that is a very small investment to be able to work with me for eight weeks, again twice a week. It's crazy, you know. And like I said, that won't be around long. That'll be two grand, and then it'll be up to five grand at some point, just because there'll just be too many people. And I need to keep the group small. So understand, this isn't a group of like a hundred people, and you get like one second to talk with me. Right now, there aren't that many people get on the calls. So I spent forty minutes with a guy yesterday, you know, and so it's helpful um how much weight did you lose Uh, i dropped 50 pounds and i've kept it off for 30 years that's the key thing okay it's not how much weight someone loses it is how long they've kept it off i want you to train yourself on that because it's a different thing um all right i got to get out of here yeah yeah okay yeah Lindsay says yeah money talks yep yep so shoot me a message Lindsay. yeah if you spend 400 bucks on that i mean again i i I know where your financial is so take that into account but if you if you can go for the coaching i suggest do that um, that'd be great. All right. I got to get, get out of here. I got a, another call coming up, but um, again, anyone on here, go click that link in my bio, go get that hypnosis sessions. The new Than me. It's a weight loss kickstart stash session. Um, really good one. It's free. Just go listen to it. Then there's a training three steps, master your weight. I send you emails every day. I got some new cool stuff coming off right to my email list. Um, go check that out. Uh, you can learn about the program. If you want to get started with that, uh, we have coaching call tomorrow, you know, and you can go with that. Uh, and, podcast is program yourself. Then TikTok is program yourself. Then my YouTube is Jim souls and a lot of cool stuff there. So go check all that stuff out. Um, thank you so much. Have a great day and we'll talk soon. Bye.